Welcome, Ovi, to the second floor. I appreciate you coming today. I know we're going to get into uh, a number of different topics. Um, you know, for the audience that is listening, um, the three topics we're going to get into is, you know, opening up, uh, you know, being vulnerable a little bit. Uh, secondly, um, you know, being in a high pressure environment and what, you know, what skills you kind of learn through that, the experience going through that. And, um, and thirdly, we're going to, we're going to kind of wrap it up and what you kind of learn out of that and kind of getting out of your comfort zone. So, um, I appreciate you coming, man. Uh, I know this is kind of brand new to you, so you're already getting out of your comfort zone by being here. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about the first, first little bit, you know, kind of why you're here and, um, and kind of get into that. So let's do that. Well, yeah, thank you for having me here. Omid. I'm uh, actually really excited to be here. Um, the reason that I'm here is, uh, basically because I've experienced a, quite a huge loss in my life recently. And at the root, uh, really one of the biggest reasons, if not the only reason for this loss, is my own um, um, inability or inhibition when it comes to, to opening myself up and communicating and just letting myself be vulnerable. Um, when it comes to intimate relationships, a relationship with friends like yourself, or just with just acquaintances at, at some social event. Um, so I've, there's nothing worse really than realizing that you've suffered a loss and it's your own downfall, right? It's you, you keep going through your head, you know, I could have done this. I could have done that. I could have tried harder. I could have been less lazy. I could have paid more attention. I could have been less ignorant. Um, and when you realize that you now don't have this thing or this person anymore it's really uh, it's painful to know that it's, it's, it's because of your own fault um, now when talking about this this topic i think it's important to talk about at least as i have thought about it talk about the why why it is like this at least for me and kind of things that i can do going forward um, and importantly also i think um, I'm also especially happy to be here because I don't think this this inhibition when it comes to opening up and feeling like you have to be the man, feeling like you have to be stoic. I don't think that's uh, I'm the only one experiencing this. I think many men, if not the vast majority of men, um, maybe specifically young men, are going through the same the same thing. So if me being here today is a is a beneficial to just one other guy or just one other person out there watching this. Uh, then I'm absolutely happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate you bringing that up. I yeah. think you're, I think you're hitting the nail uh, when it comes to you know opening up. Uh, and there's there's a lot of uh, things that are in in our environment as as guys um, and girls too, um, where we have to put, um, where we have we we feel like we need to do that or be that or mm-hmm. say those things, mm-hmm. um, and that would consider us being real men or real women, for example. Um, and I w- kind of want to get into that and, and kind of what what kind of those those things that you went through, uh, maybe let's get a little bit of that in terms of, you know, specifics and um, the experience with that. Okay, so yeah, absolutely. Um, like I was saying earlier, it's important to mention the why. And just like you said, it's important to kind of be introspective and, and get deep with, with yourself and realize kind of, 
what's holding you back from really from expressing your own real self so so one thing that i think is very important is childhood experiences uh, because childhood experiences are very important when it comes to are very formative when it comes to the way somebody interacts with anybody socially um, and the way that somebody develop uh, develops for example i've grew up in a abusive household and i remember many times where i would you know be afraid to just speak up about not being okay about what's going what's going on in my own house and i would just not say anything and just keep that anger keep that fear inside of me uh, another thing is i think culture pressure so i'm from east europe um, and i think especially in east europe compared to for example western culture there's a high um, kind of men are seen as more macho more stoic where they're not really expected to express what they're feeling or their emotions really so i think that's another thing for me at least and i'm sure for many other guys as well or girls um and another thing is is uh, just mainstream media like for example you're driving down the driving down the road and you see a billboard of i don't know hugh jackman with his eight packs and he's got this stern look on his face right maybe he's got some fancy sports car all blocked out right beside him and you see that once okay you see that five times ten times fifty hundred thousand times maybe down driving down the street maybe on instagram maybe on social media maybe um in some scene in some tv show or and i keep staring at that suits poster you got over there that's exactly what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> uh maybe in some movie scene yeah and i think what happens at that point is that you start absorbing the subliminal message that that's the type of man that you should be and it's fine i mean i'm not i have absolutely nothing against with with being physically fit looking good being serious when it's time to be serious but if you are trying to be that type of man be that type of person at the expense of your own self of your own identity then at that point it starts being destructive mm -hmm. and i think sometimes it becomes almost unconscious you don't you don't you don't you're not aware of the the thing that you're trying to pursue and trying to be and yet in certain cases it can be painful and you don't know it and you're just kind of like yeah that that must be how a guy is supposed to be and that must be how i'm supposed to act in certain ways so yeah. in certain certain scenarios and certain certain things that go on you 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 tend to you either hold back or you 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 put 10x pressure on yourself trying to do those things that may be going against your own your own self like mm. you said right? yeah and i think that's absolutely detrimental and um yeah like i said i don't think i think that's a big thing that virtually all men are facing so i'm really happy to be talking about this today so for me it got to be it got to the point where i would actually not let myself use the word feel so you know just in casual conversation you say oh i feel like i don't know something arbitrary like i feel like it's gonna rain tomorrow or something like that and if i would use that word especially for example in a conversation with a with in an intimate relationship or well, i think oh damn like she's and i would not even realize but realizes but you know i would think that i shouldn't i shouldn't be expressing my feelings like this my emotions because i, I will be perceived as more weak mm. right and really, I only realized, realized that I was doing this a few days ago. 
Um, or for example, I would um, listen to some song or see some sad scene in a movie and maybe I would feel like this instantaneous burst of sadness or maybe some tears in my eyes. And I think, what the hell is wrong with me? Why, why would I be crying at this? It's just some scene in the movie or just some song. So mm-hmm. I would not let myself like experience those kind of emotions. Mm-hmm. And talking, talking about this right now, it seems ridiculous to me, maybe to you, maybe to your audience, but that that is really the kind of stuff that was going going on in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that, man. I I know what it's like to 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 hold back. Um, I know a lot of people, like you said, a lot of guys, um, and I'm sure the same sort of experience with girls in certain scenarios. Um, they feel like they need to um, hold back on certain emotions. You know, be you know, you know, those things that you see on Instagram, those things you see on TV of, of, of guys being absolutely like gladiators and not feeling any emotion and, 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 and they should be in every scenario tough yeah. and the way they should, then that's the way they should be. How can you experience crying as a guy? Why you're not allowed to do that. You can't express your feelings. Why should yeah, you express sad. your feelings? <clears throat> you know, you're, you're a guy, you're not supposed to express feelings. You're supposed to be hard. You're supposed to be this guy that, that is, uh, alpha and is is uh doesn't feel anything um so i totally get that from from that side and it takes it takes one thing that i i know about myself is that over the last three or four years i've been able to completely be honest with myself and honest how i feel about certain scenarios whether that's in career business uh life in general um and be uh completely honest with myself so that um i can move in the right direction and i feel like you you know you talking about this you being here is 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 just another step in 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 the direction that you want to go and a lot of guys um get into a scenario where it takes them many many years and um, a lot of uh, a lot of broken relationships a lot of uh people that they lose along the way um before they actually realize that oh shit you know, this was something that I did, and um, then they look look internally. So, yeah, well, I can absolutely relate to that. Um, and you said how important it is. You found it for yourself to be true to yourself in terms of how you relate to others, in terms of your business decisions. Um, yeah, more and more, I'm learning the importance of really just being true to yourself first. What do you want to do? Do you want to? What kind of decisions do you want to make? Just stick to stick to really what you want to do so i'm a med student right now and i've been trying to basically get accepted into med school for years and because i was true to myself um i finally made it and it's hard right now but i'm happy that you know it's really hard i just finished my first term but um, i'm happy that even though it's hard and it's painful um i've made a decision to to continue to do and pursue what I know I want to do. And um, I've, uh, and also more to that point, I think it's important to be, I don't think you can be strong without being vulnerable. And similarly, I don't think you can be vulnerable without being strong. Mm, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to, and I th- again, I think it's something men are balanced, uh, trying to fight with every day, kind of trying to find that balance, that optimal balance between how strong sh- should you be, mm-hmm. how alpha should you be, how stern should you be in terms of how confident you are in your decisions mm-hmm. while still being true to 
your own emotions, the emotions of, especially of those close to you mm -hmm. and letting yourself kind of letting those feelings at times sway your decisions, even though you strongly feel about something. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like as, uh, there's a term that, uh, one of my, uh, I guess I can consider him a, like a virtual mentor and guys that I kind of uh, watch for, um, a guy named Elliot Hulse. Mm -hmm. He has a term that he says, uh, it's called tender aggression, you know, being tender aggressive. What does that mean? It's like, you know, certain scenarios that us men are supposed to be aggressive. Well, maybe it's time to take, take a side of, you know, being tender aggressive, taking the aggression out of everything and being uh, tender in, in certain areas of your life and being okay with, um, you know, feeling the emotions you're trying to feel, you know, feel the music, feel the, feel the beat, feel um, the scenario that you're in, you know, let yourself kind of, um, he talks about like swaying, like, you know, being by a fire and allowing yourself to really experience that campfire and the music and and taking your guard down and that's being like being essentially soft in, in in that scenario when you need to attack when you need to be aggressive when you're out striving for your goals while you're out in med school you you want to kill it you want to be the hunter you want to be aggressive you want to you know attack those things when you're with your intimate partner or you're with friends when you're when you're with family mm. people that you care about it's time to put the sword down yeah. and you pick up, you know, you pick up the guitar, you know, and that's, that's the kind of analogies he brings. So. Yeah. I'm smiling cause you're reading my mind. I mean, you can be the hard ass go getter as you are when you're trying to achieve your goals with, in your relationship with your family. I mean, people closer, you're just going to think you're crazy or that you don't care about them or, and similarly, you can't think you can be soft and, you know, highly understanding and kind of, when you're trying to really strive for your goal so absolutely i agree with that yeah mm -hmm. yeah and um you know speaking about that you know going into you know uh, as you said you're in med school right now you're in high, a high, very high pressure environment mm. you know talk about that a little bit yeah so like i said i've been trying to get onto to med school for years i finally started uh, in january I'm very happy about it and it's been really tough uh, but I know that I've grew. It's been four short months, but uh, and they seem really short, 17 weeks. They seem like five weeks. But uh, I know that I've learned a lot through this process. I've done things that I did not know I was capable of doing. Mm -hmm. You know, the saying of that uh, med school is like drinking water out of a fire hydrant. It's absolutely true. I can testify <laughs> to that. Yeah. I mean, the, the pace at which content is coming out of you, uh, and you have to keep up with that every day for hours and hours and hours a day. It's really, uh, it can be overwhelming, but I mean, you got to reach a point where you say, you know, I'm in this, I'm going to have, I'm going to have student loans. I'm going to have, you know, my, my family kind of expects for me to, to do this. I know that I've, I've wanted this for many years. I'm not going to back out of this. Mm. I'm sure as hell I'm not going to back out of this. So I'm going to keep up with this, do the best I can. And I've actually experienced this kind of shift where at the beginning I was letting myself feel the pressure, but at a point I just said, I just don't care anymore. Like I'm just gonna, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what grade I'm gonna get on that exam. I don't know what's even, I'm still kind of tackling with what kind of doctor I wanna be, what kind of special I wanna go into. 
but it's uh the mindset that i think you got to have is you got to leave it all on the court so to speak mm-hmm. every day and uh know that you gave it your all and hope for the best because you can kind of focus on what you can control because you can't you can't control that that's great other than by doing your best today mm-hmm. the, for the best tomorrow yeah i want to speak a, a little bit on that kind of diving further into you know having confidence in yourself mm-hmm. you know i think when you're i think there's there's two there's two ways about you know going about it but um you know being um there's a balance between you know like being honest with yourself and then having like this um um this ultimate confidence in what you're what you're going through because um you know there's certain scenarios and i'll I'll say this just from experience things that i've always been interested in and, and trying to pursue those things but there's a big question mark on those things I don't know whether it's going to be successful or not. Mm. I've, I've I don't know the proper skills. I, I don't have the experience. I don't know what I'm getting into. I only know that I have this interest. It's like a jungle. You know, it's like you you're, you're walking through a jungle. You don't really know the direction, but you know that your intuition, your gut feeling says, "Okay, take this way." Um, and if you don't have the confidence in yourself to say, "Okay," Like, I'm just going to walk and I'm going to keep attacking and I'm going to keep going. If you don't have that confidence in yourself to do those things and take on whatever obstacle is coming your way, um, it could be very easy to get swayed into a different direction or maybe go back the opposite way. Mm. So, you know, being in a high pressure environment, maybe you didn't have the, you know, maybe in your head you had a little bit of doubt in terms of whether you could take on the challenges that came with med school, you know, the first term. But as you went through some tests, as you went through, you know, some late nights, I'm sure you had late nights. I'm sure you had, you know, some some scenarios where you didn't sleep for three days or whatever the case. Or maybe you were behind on an assignment or or you didn't study enough, but you still went through it. And, you know, there were certain results that came your way. And when you get certain results that are good, you start to build that confidence up. And I feel like it's the same thing with. Again, whatever, it doesn't have to be med school. It could be anything. You know, there's a big question mark. There's a forest and you're just cutting through the leaves and you're walking. Mm. But as you walk, you take more steps as you, oh, you found this and you found that. Um, you gain confidence and, and you continue going. Yeah. Um, the yin-yang symbol. So the, I think it's the, so it's two halves, one black, one is white. I don't, don't remember which one represents which, but one of the sides represents basically one of those sides represents order, and the other represents chaos. And there's another, and in the, if you can just picture it, and the black side there's a white dot, and the white side there's a black dot. Mm. And I think basically the philosophy of that of that uh, symbol is that the line in between that kind of connects these two sides is where optimally kind of the mindset that one should have where optimally one should be day to day having one foot in order so like i said one foot where you know what you're striving for and you're not going to go away from that no matter what day in day in day out doesn't doesn't matter how many nights you got to lose in terms of sleep how hungry you are you just got to keep pushing with the other foot is in chaos so anything could happen at any point but if you're not you don't if you don't adapt to kind of things getting thrown at you. Maybe you didn't do so well on a test. Maybe this happened in your personal life. Maybe this happened financially. If you ignore that and pretend like 
things are still in order, then things will just go go to hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like that. You you explained it perfectly, man. And I want to kind of ask you, and this is this is this is something that you know I've I've known you for you know you know many years. Yeah. You know why did you you know now kind of why did you take the I guess you're starting to get out of your comfort zone. You're starting to be, you know, I can see a little bit of change in terms of how even our interaction is. Um, but why now? Like, what was the, what's the reason? What what was the the thing of, you know, trying to, you know, be different and, and try to get out of, because we're both, I get, like, like I said before, we're both, you know, you know, introverted, you know, mm. people, but we still do certain things that are outside of our comfort zone. And why now? Like, what was the... Yeah, well, I think the way... Somebody, like, I don't think it's as simple as I'm an introvert, you're an introvert. I think there's a lot more to us that explains, like, why we push ourselves in turn, like, socially in terms of social events or doing things like this. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you've been doing this podcast for a couple of years now, so good for you. I'm really proud of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, the thing that I said at the beginning of, of our episode is that this this loss that i've experienced recently and it was uh, specifically the loss of a long time intimate relationship mm-hmm. it was a last straw in my books because i know that this kind of thing that i have of not letting myself be vulnerable not not uh being open not letting myself be open in, in uh, many situations has been really a thing that has been that I've been putting on the back burner for basically most of my life. So, like I said earlier, the the pain of knowing that you could have done something better, but yet you still lost this this person that meant so much to you. Mm-hmm. And so really on fault. That is really the last straw. So I know that I gotta like this is it. I'm just gonna expand myself and do do what I can to 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 better myself in that way and let myself be more vulnerable with with friends with family with with everybody really because i think i mean oftentimes i would go to have a conversation of uh, with a friend or with anybody and after that i would kind of feel like a ghost because i thought i was not really being myself i was just kind of just just playing the game of having a conversation with somebody i was not really wearing my heart on my sleeve so to speak Mm -hmm. um so for example when we during the breakup I cried like for the the first time and I cried my eyeballs out on it for three, four or five hours. And it was still painful because I still knew it was over. But at the same time, it just felt so good, so freeing because I thought, you know, this is me. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's part of being here as part of, you know, the journey of uh, continuing and seeing where this takes me. Yeah, man. And it takes, it takes, it takes, courage to do uh those things and i feel like you're taking the right step in terms of uh, attacking certain things and trying to better yourself that's that's as humans that's what we need to do is is coming bouncing back from certain things that happen in our life mm-hmm. um and if you don't it could be a very dangerous road um yeah. and and not, and again being real with yourself right that that that's that's i really want to get that point across because if you're not real with the scenarios that you're in if you're not real with you know I am this way and I need to do something about it because it's easy to fall under what you've been always doing. Mm. You know, the habits that we've been in, you know, 
you being like me being a certain way for so many years, you being a certain way for so many years. Um, we know in the back of our head that it might be wrong or it might not even be wrong. It might, we want to change, but we don't take those steps. And we're like, ah, oh, like I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it whenever. And it's just kind of excuses yeah. compile up and it never happens. So is this, this pain, you know, I mean, it's obviously very painful right now because of the very recent wound. And I either let it take me down. Mm -hmm. I could I could drown the pain in, in the bottle right now. I could do equally or even more self-destructive things. Or yeah. I could use the pain. I could use the pain to to just let myself grow and and attend to things in myself that I've been ignoring for ignoring for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I get it, bro. I get it. I I went through something similar many years ago. And, um, if I didn't have, um, you know, certain, certain brothers in my life, I call them brothers, they're friends, very, very close friends. Mm. Um, if I didn't have those people around me at that time, um, not only to guide me, but to just give them the, give them their advice to me or their perspective, uh, I would have been, I would have done something, uh, that probably would have, or would have regretted now. Um, so I think it's very important to uh, have people in your life that aren't your family, that aren't your blood, but they become blood. They become family based on the years that you've spent with them, based on being open with them, based on being okay looking like the fool. You know, we talked about that, mm -hmm. I think it was yesterday. Um, you have to be, you said something, you said you have to be a fool. Yeah, there's a saying, like I was saying, uh, it might be from the Bible, I'm not sure, mm -hmm. but the fool is the precursor precursor to the king mm. you cannot just wake up and be the king i guess uh, unless you're born into royalty but most people are not born born into royalty um you have to let yourself do the dumb things you gotta put yourself in that uncomfortable situation um because otherwise you will really always remain a fool mm. that king is a king because he's gone through all those steps from the beginning to where he is right now or she is and uh, has gone, has suffered through that pain, has did all those hours of work, you know, felt those, that pain, those uncomfortable situations. Mm. I really love that analogy, man. I really, you know, becoming from from a fool to a king because I really relate to it in the things that I've done, yeah. um, and things that I've pushed myself to be, um, in in my own personal life. So, yeah. And similarly, you said something yesterday that I hope you don't mind if I steal it because I really sure. liked it and think it really relates to exactly what we're talking about is that a guy walking down the street sees a dog the dog is sitting on a nail uh the dog is moaning and the reason that he's moaning is just sitting on a nail and the guy comes up to the dog and says why are you moaning because i'm sitting on a nail why aren't you moving and then i don't know he answered he gave some stupid answer but that's exactly it you can how much shit can you take that until it makes you move off that nail mm-hmm until you until it makes you push forward or you're just gonna sit there you know saying oh it's okay tomorrow next week next month mm -hmm. just get off the fucking nail man just get off the nail yeah and I, yeah it's 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 sometimes you know it's sometimes uh you know easier said than done you know and i and i and i can relate to people that don't want to get off the nail because mm. sometimes it feels good to be on the nail you know for a period of time and uh but you know it's not good for you. You know, you know, you you know you have to move, whether that's today, whether that's three years from now, 
And I feel like the quicker you move and the quicker you get to certain things that you want to get to. Um, and it all starts, A, with being real with yourself, being open, being open, having those people in your life that can um, provide you with support mm. in any way. It doesn't have to be support financially. It doesn't have to be support um, you know, with something physical. It could just be, hey, you know, I'm here for you. Hey, you know, having a therapeutic conversation. Um, those things are, and I think those are very underrated things that people don't do often. Mm. And you said, you said another thing too, is like having therapeutic conversations with yeah. um, people in your life. Maybe talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So many times throughout this, um, like I said, it was only four months, this first term of med school, but it, it seemed, I don't know how to describe it. It seemed short, but it seemed also very long and a lot happened at the same time, obviously because of this whole COVID thing, having to move around. Mm-hmm. Um, but so many times I would just let myself get stressed out, just overwhelmed about this high pressure environment and everything that was going on. And if I would just reached out to somebody, mm-hmm. to my girlfriend at the time, to, to a friend, to a family member, um, I know that just that conversation, whether it's 30 seconds, five minutes, 10 minutes, it would be, that would have been so helpful. Um, even if it's just talking about something light, just to kind of relax your mind, get your mind off of things. And uh, there's this guy who was a great a psychologist in the 20th century, I think early 20th century. His name is Carl Rogers. I think he was Canadian. Um, he basically, his work, um, he, he did a lot of work, you know, with the benefits of a therapeutic conversation. And he said, a therapeutic conversation doesn't have to be with a therapist it can be with anybody like this is to him this would be therapy right now because there's another person in front of you whoever that is and you're leading really just speaking heart to heart you know just letting it all go just being open you're absorbing kind of their feelings so yeah uh, just very important to just reach out to to people when you when you need it and realize that that you do need that Mm -hmm. yeah you said that last part really good is that you know, realizing when you need to reach out. Because sometimes you don't. You don't. Sometimes you feel like, oh, I just got to be stronger. I got to push harder. Mm-hmm. I can do it myself. I'm Superman, you know? Maybe that's... The and that's ego. how men are, right? Maybe that's the ego You talking. can do it yourself. You know, you're right, a guy. Right. Why not? You have to be able to yeah. do it yourself. That's you're a man. You take your ego, put it on the shelf, and you say, I need you right now. I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not okay. Yeah. I, I'm just tired or whatever. I just, I need to talk to somebody. Yeah. I learned that early on, man. I learned that very early on. Um, and um, there was there was there was many triggers in my life where I had. And like I said, those people are very important mm. to 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 have your mind clear on certain areas. And, um, you know, when you're running 30, 40, 50, 60 miles an hour and life, there's so many different elements of life hitting you and you're going through all this stuff it is very important to have that therapeutic conversation, even if it's for, you know, half an hour, 20 minutes, for 10 minutes, if that, you know, picking up the phone and seeing who, who's that person that, you know, you can have a good conversation with. Um, uh, it's, it's very, I found it very beneficial in my life. And, and, and like you said, putting the ego down, mm-hmm. you know, putting the ego down for a second and just saying, hey, you know what? I'm just, I'm just, Act like a fool right now. Say what I need to say to to a close friend, and get it off my chest. And hear what they say. And just just having someone listen, 
I think that's the biggest thing. And I think, and I think that's, again, like I said, a lot of people don't, don't do that. So absolutely. And my school, uh, St. George's university, they have, I'm actually very happy that they do this, but they have a very well-developed center where students or really anybody that's part of their, their family, their team, their faculty. But I think they basically carry this to student, cater this to students. They can call or by phone or go to their offices and basically talk about anything that's going on in their life. So that's really good to be doing that. And uh, yeah, it's very important to just have this close-knit group of people where maybe I might call this guy or this girl about something. Maybe this person will not be able to help me with this, but that doesn't mean anything because maybe this other person, that's part of my close-knit family, maybe that this other person is going to be able to help me. Maybe next time I'll be able to help them. So it's important you know, really throughout life to just keep this close group of people because, uh, yeah, you can't, you can't go at it alone. Yeah. I really like that, man. Um, yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> kind of wrapping it up here, um, just kind of going through the topics we talked about, you know, being, uh, for anyone that's out there who's listening to this, um, you know, taking, you know, what Ovi said, you know, being open, you know, being, taking the first step and being open, call that close friend, call that talk to that being being okay being the fool mm-hmm. you know um you know having that having that person or people that circle that tight-knit circle that you can go to and that doesn't have to be family you know it could be close friends um uh, learning from your mistakes uh and being very open and honest with yourself being self-aware so that you don't make the same mistakes again and being you know comfortable in your skin you know, working in a high pressure environment when there's, like you said, you putting your mouth on a, on a fire hydrant or a hose, that's exactly right? It. Um, that's what it can feel like. And that's what life sometimes feels like, right? Being able to, to find yourself in those scenarios, understanding that um, is very, very important. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah, I think you wrapped up things very well. Yeah, and so. thank you for having me on your platform. I'm very, very happy to be here. And like I said, if this helps one other guy or one other person who's going through the same things, call your friend. I mean, call, reach out to somebody, let yourself be open. It's okay. You're not going to die. It's not going to be your judgment day. Just just let it all out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Ovi, bro, I appreciate you coming on to the second floor. This is, uh, this is very cool because I've known you for for many years and uh seeing your growth and progress and seeing the steps you're taking uh with with many things um, i'm excited to to see what you what you get up to so thank you omid and that respect goes back to you very very happy to be here all right that is a wrap